UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me today. Um, who I have with me is Lightstar. Now, this is going to be part three of the interview chain I'm doing with Pink Bell Aloha, uh, Indigo Angel, and Lightstar, helping them promote their conference that they're having here on April 1st. And she's going to get more into that. Um, but who more about my guest? Lightstar is a pioneering, internationally acclaimed, high frequency attunement artist, celestial channel author, and starseed ambassador who's passionately committed to guiding lightworkers, starseeds, and spirit spiritual seekers to discover the truth of their soul. Her groundbreaking visionary attunement artwork and frequency encoded best-selling Oracle decks are infused with sacred color rays and light codes that transmit pure divine inspiration, which help people awaken, realign their soul and be inspired and recall their destiny path. Lightstar's transformational music activation is carefully produced and designed to contain light language and toning, specific encodement frequencies, and exquisitely beautiful music that will purify, transform, soothe, rejuvenate, upgrade, and provide activation for you in various ways. And she's just so much more into that, but I want to welcome, she's been on many radio shows, many podcasts, so I'm really honored to have her on my show. Uh, Lightstar, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much, Rob, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And I am honored to be here. Before we even get into how you got into all this, like, can you talk about first, like your music? Like, I'm really into frequency music. Like I, when I was reading your bio, I noticed this, that you produce like frequency music, but it's, it's, it says it has light language in it. Can you talk about that a little bit? That's really interesting. Yeah. Well, um, as we'll probably talk about light language a little bit, but because um, I speak over 20 different languages uh, of light language, and I've been um, really at the forefront of this in the, in the first place, but my music just uh, came out, uh, I would say, or downloaded into my field a couple of years ago, because I had, you know, been doing the artwork and all my session work and, you know, uh, client work and all of that and opening up that part of it. But I got a big giant download of doing the music and um, my music, the first um, music that I produced actually has light language in it. And I'm speaking the light language and I created the music behind it. So it's kind of, it's called my uh, 444 music activation because all of my music has um it's actually four minutes, 44 seconds long each track. So that's why I called it 444. And then I started to continue with that. So I have one that's a Transcension 2222. It's 22 minutes, 22 seconds. And it's Vision Quest and Music. 
And then I have my newest one, which is the white swan solfeggio activations. And that's, that music is five, five, five. So it's white swan, five, 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 and they're five minutes, 55 seconds. And so what I did with that one is I layered um, some of my uh, toning, some of my frequency tones uh, through language or light language. It doesn't necessarily have light language speaking in it, but it's my toning of light language. And it actually is uh, aligned with the solfeggio tones. So there's seven of them and uh, that are in the CD anywhere, the uh, digital CD. And they're all attuned, like every single layer of the track is aligned and attuned to that specific frequency. So it's 417 hertz, um, 528 hertz, you know, it's all attuned to that frequency and it's super healing and very powerful. So that's kind of like my encoded way of creating uh, music. And I'm, I'm going to be doing more, but, you know, time allotting to be able to do everything. It takes a while to create these things. Um, but it's super fun and exciting and that's really activating um, and healing. It's very healing too. Yeah. I've noticed anytime anybody speaks light language to me, it gives me like a brainwave vibration. It, it really, it, it, there's something with light language where it does activate something in you. And like people mm. would have to hear it just to hear it. What do you think's behind that? Do you think it's just a, the divine um, inspiration of it that triggers something in the brain or the freak. Yeah. There's a lot of things. There's a lot about light language that is, you know, coming onto the scene here. I mean, I've been speaking light language since I was nine. I didn't know I was actually speaking it at nine until much later on. Um, And then all these other languages started to come in, but the languages and the frequencies that, you know, are spoken or if there's, you know, singing, some people actually sing in the light language or some people speak it um, or sign it many different ways, but it actually is, a, it's a language of the heart. You know, it's really more for the heart to open and the body to expand and also the body to receive and for us to remember. So what I found what was happening early on when I was doing my light language and doing light language healing and activations is I'd notice that people, and even myself, whenever I hear it, or even when I speak it, believe it or not, I actually got activated by my own light language. That seems kind of weird, but <laughs> it's true. But when I would hear it back, or I hear, I, I even see people, and they'd be like almost doing this, like their body would start moving, or they just do a little tick, or it's just like a, you know, or something comes into their body, and it feels like this kind of almost chills. And sometimes they come, you know, angel bumps or whatever you want to call that. And it's really, it goes to a deeper level. And so, you know, we're all used to the languages here that we know on the planet. And so when we hear something out of the ordinary, it's kind of like what, and it sort of almost gives you this sort of, um, you can't figure it out from that perspective of language. And so your body is the one that is receiving attuning and even down into the DNA. I mean, the, the DNA actually gets shifted and changed and awakened and activated from light language. So there's a whole myriad of things that happen. Um, and I, over the years, I have seen some different things happening with people's experiences and, you know, my YouTube channel where I do all sorts of activations on there. I just started to people were getting activated and having memories and triggering all these different things. And it was like, it really, really 
important stuff that was coming out and, you know, not just like a whatever, you know, it was like, no, people were just generally being shifted. And so I start to started to see this was happening. Everyone's going to have a slightly, you know, different experience from the different languages. And I always say to people, if I had four people lined up in front of me and I speak one language, all four of those people are going to get something different from it. It may not always be the same. And so what I always say is like, try not to get too heavy into, I have to analyze it. I have to, you know, know exactly what you're saying and that kind of thing, because that's like saying, okay, spirit energy is coming through you and I'm going to try to analyze all of that. Okay. It's going to dilute the purity of what's coming through. So we want to just let that happen. Okay. Let it, you know, do what it's doing to your body and don't worry about so much of the, you know, some people do get interpretations or messages that come through after that. And that's fine, but just know that it may be different for everyone and people may receive something different. That's fascinating. <clears throat> that, that, that really is like, um, what I, what I wanted to get into next was, um, how you kind of got into all this when you were on Indy's channel, I heard you say that, um, you compared your experience of to a dark night of the soul, but you called uh. it a kundalini quest of the soul yeah what happened that triggered you to get in this um in this community and and in this field and um how did it affect you yeah that's a that's one of my that's one of my things i'm starting to shift uh the terminology from we all know dark night of the soul but i i'm calling it kundalini quest of the soul because it it really that's really what it is is we're really shifting and your soul's awakening and things that are happening so but i was uh, just i won't say all you know everything cuz i talked about it there but i basically i was in the corporate world for all those time you know years and years and years and i was um in fields that were not related to this whatsoever okay <laughs> forensic engineering um, environmental uh i was in construction you know all these different kind of industries. I, I can but, relate. I was a mortgage broker. for. Okay. Years. There you go. Yeah. And I was working with insurance adjusters and, and, and attorneys as well, because I was in their continuing education department. So I had to deal with a lot of those type of people. And um, so, but I actually, I enjoyed that kind of work. It was kind of fun and I liked the people I was working with. So it's not like it was horrible and I learned so much and I still use some of my marketing experiences from that even now. But that whole world for me changed in about 2009, okay? That was when the market crashed, if you remember, and oh, yeah. everything fell apart, right? Bottom dropped out. And I also lost my job at that time. Uh, I, was, I was carried on for quite some time, but I knew I had gotten a, a year before that, I had gotten the hit, you need to do something else. And so I was just like not listening and I still hung on to the job, but- I ended up after that happened, that's when I went on to, again, it's like a dark night of the soul, but it was a Kundalini quest for my soul to find, to really get on the path that I was meant to do here. And I knew that, okay, I had background in a lot of other things as well on the side, believe it or not, I was a massage therapist. I did a lot of certifications, naturopath, uh, you know, tons of different energy work of certifications. And so I was always interested in this and I knew that somehow it was going to blend in there somehow. Um, but it def definitely came out when I finally got here to Sedona 
didn't anticipate staying here for more than six months, but now it's been 14 years <laughs> and my whole life changed. And that's how I started to get into it was the beginning of in Sedona. I got activated here. I That's when my artwork shifted into this type of artwork that I'm doing now. That's when my uh, gift of my intuition kicked in and I started doing sessions with clients. And I initially started out doing psychic readings in Uptown here in Sedona for a year, and then eventually kind of blended into my own work. And um, yeah, it's been a journey, literally a journey, but there are so many things, you know, that happened before that, that literally just shifted me into my path. But once I started on this path, there was like, there's no going back. You just, you know, you can't turn around and go back asleep. You know, you, it's like, once your eyes are open, you, you have to keep going forward. I mean, you can go backwards, but I think that, you know, once you're awake, it's pretty evident that you really can't go back too much and you don't really want to. It's like your soul won't really let you go back there. Even if you try a little bit, it's like, you'll get pushed the other direction. Nope. Go in this path. So it's kind of interesting how we all, and I mean, everybody has got their own journey with this because I know everyone's at some point in their life, they're going to have that awakening moment. They're going to have that aha, like, okay, I got to get on my path moment. Everybody's going to have that. <laughs> and I, more I people are having it now than ever before. Yeah. It's, we're going through like a mass awakening, like, right. And it's Very a massive much. shift yes. in consciousness. Absolutely. I mean, this has been going for waves, but we just had a giant wave uh, through what happened in 2020 and then beyond. All of that has caused another huge wave of awakening. And it's it's propelling people to get on their path to do their mission, what they came here to do, to uh, step it up a notch and to and to do it. And so that's causing a lot, actually, as we've seen, and I know I've seen, a lot more healers coming onto the planet, a lot more, um, all the people that, that are doing this kind of work, whether it's astrology or healing work or shamanism or whatever, everybody's coming online. There's a lot more people that are interested in knowing and knowledgeable about this. And that's part of it. That's just part of us coming into the truth of who we all are. That's what it is. <laughs> and then I we have the people, the way showers that have already gone through that that now get to help the either, it's not even just the younger generation, because this can happen even to the older people who still haven't awakened in their forties, fifties, you know, whatever, at any point along the journey. And then the way showers are there to help the others uh, to hopefully help them not to stumble as much as we all did. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Um, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, and I just talked to Indigo Angel about this, but I wanted to get your opinion on this. Um, like our history isn't what they tell us, especially our galactic history. Um, yes. Where do you sit on what our galactic history is? Yeah, the I, I as I was in school, in college, um, my least favorite subjects were history and math. Okay. History, I didn't really understand why I didn't why that was my least favorite subject in, in school, but now I do because everything you're taught in school is actually not what's happened. Okay. And, and it's funny because we all, even as our, our, we expand out and we start remembering and recalling and even on our past lives, you know, that we've been in here on the planet, a lot of us, I go, Nope, that's not what happened. <laughs> I don't remember that happening. 
So I think that we are all, like I said, we're all learning and, and growing. And I'm excited because uh, Indy is really the, you know, she's got a lot of knowledge about all of that galactic history. Um, the ones that I, I know that I have some of my own memories and my own experiences of some of the Maldekian wars and the Maldek Mars war, because I actually remember it. Like I actually have had a dream when I was young. I have a very active dream time. Um, but the dream time when I was young, actually, I saw it. I saw what happened and I saw the the explosions and the evacuations and everything that happened from there. So some people will remember like the Lyran Wars. Some people will remember the Orion Wars. Really, it's all, you know, and then some people will remember the Maldekian Wars. Some people will remember the electrical wars that happened way before any of that stuff happened. You know, there's been... There's been so much that's happened. And then there's so much of our history on this planet that we just do not even know, okay? <laughs> it's like, I don't even think anyone really knows how old this earth is really um, and who was here before that, okay? Because we weren't just like, oh, boom, we just all, you know, just eventually just came onto the planet. No, there was like, there were many races that were here before our human, you know, consciousness here and we know this physical body that we know of now got here and i have and again with that i'm going to give an example of that you know the maldekian wars like all that stuff happened but yet there was even beings that were here prior to that prior to this and we've had many many cycles we know the atlantean um time period the lemurian in my view, the Lemurian uh, time period happened prior to the Atlantean time, except for they also crossed over in, in their time periods as well. But I do feel that the Lemurian was a bit earlier and that it expanded across the entire globe here. So, and we have the Tartarians, okay? The Tartarian empire that actually is why you see these beautiful buildings that are all over the earth, uh, whether it's you know, England or Russia or whatever, these beautiful structures that we don't even have the capability of creating now. And so- Those got covered up a lot by mud floods, right? Or something yeah, like that. It's like, totally, and a lot of them were destroyed, but the ones that remained, we still even see them today, you know? And that it's like the civilizations just kind of moved in from there. So there's a lot of, been a lot of destruction of civilizations, but the, the memories and that, uh, we still retain some of that, you know, some of that crystalline energy from the Atlantean period. We still retain that within us, the Lemurian blueprints. We still retain that, those of us that have come back, you know, and we're actually supposed to be seeding that again. So it's it's really um, unfolding that whole uh, energy blueprint and of who we truly are and our gifts and our... Um, and our DNA that is supposed to be activating as well, going back to that original blueprint of who we are. Um, what I was going to say was, uh, with it seems like we're building civilizations on top of civilizations. Absolutely. Like, and forgetting about them. Like that whole thing with like Tartaria is really interesting because you could even go as far as like, I know there's a, a guy, I've had him on my show. His name's like Howdy Mikowski. He talks about like... Um, the the world's fairs and how they kind of use the world's fairs to like kind of frame 
people's perception on the way they wanted reality to be. Do you feel yeah. that? Do you feel yes. that? Do you ever look into that as well? I think that if we were to uncover layers and layers of our earth, like, you know, if we, if the water just, you know, descended and, and we had this drought and everything that's uncovered, we would start seeing all of these structures underneath the pyramids, the layer, the layers, there's literally layers and layers of stuff that we see. And that's even underneath the ocean. You believe what's underneath the ocean because that you think about it, all that ocean came and like flooded over all of the civilizations. So there's like full civilizations under there. I, I actually am going to talk a, a lot about that in my class, in the class that I'm going to my portion of it, um, especially when it has come to the underwater uh, Atlantean libraries, because I have memories of that as well. So I think that most of us have these memories. I was I'm wondering to not switch the subject, but I wanted to ask you, do you think there's like real live UFO bases down there too? I really think Oh there gosh, is. there's so much underneath there. You know, there's tunnels, there's um there's portals, there's tunnels, there's whole libraries of you know underwater civilizations, and uh a lot of the records actually were kept under there as well or you know that's where a lot of that stuff is so um definitely there's a lot of ufo activity going on but there's you know ships that can come in and out of the underwater i call them the aqua gates <laughs> i just call it the aqua gate I like and that. so that's really what is under there there's just a lot of uh a lot of activity that's happening under there it's just that we aren't able to see it you know vis visibly we have to go either in dream time or conscious state or remote viewing or something like that to be able to actually see. But I, I have seen a lot of different activity, a lot of different things. Um, and one of my images, which is called the Atlantean libraries is based upon that, um, those aqua gates, if you will. Yeah. Your artwork's amazing. I, I I've looked at it. It's, 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 uh, it's unbelievable. You guys got to go check out when I post this, like the audience, I want them all to go check out your website because your, your artwork is, it was, it's mind blowing really. Um, yeah. I wanted to ask you something like about, um, you said you have a really active dream time. So do you astral travel slash OBE too? Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, cause I'm going to, I have a segment in the class as well that I'm going to talk about dreams. Um, but I have a super active dream ever since I was a very young girl and I used to keep dream journals and all that. Um, I would say I didn't really experiment too much like with, you know, out of body experiences and trying to do going into the astral plane, like, you know, forcing myself to go into the astral plane and waking state or anything. I mean, we're all going into the astral anyway, when we're doing dream time and sleep and all that, but we have all these experiences there. We have uh, different different layers of experiences, and you know one of the things I'm going to talk about too is that I I want to share this different the different stages that people go through and the different types of dream time that people receive when they're in those different stages of awakening, and these are all things that I've kind of tracked over time, um, and even some of the the master sequence numbers that will show up in those different time periods. Um, because I think that dreams are very fascinating. And I think that a lot of us don't really know what's going on in our dream time. We wake up and just think, oh, that's weird. And you blow it off. But if you really start to dive in to the dream world and start really seeing what's going on in there, you'll find that a lot of that is just another layer 
It's like, it's like another layer of reality, just like we are here, except in a whole different dimension. And we're actually doing our work in that dimension, in that area. So we're actually doing work in our dream time. And if you ever wonder why you're so tired when you wake up sometimes, it's because you're actually having a whole different experience and you're either doing, I mean, you could be doing battle in your dream time. You could be doing teaching in your dream time. There's so many different layers that happen in that dream world. And that's why a lot of us, especially star seeds, you know, who are active, super active in the dream time, wake up, you know, like, wow, I feel like I didn't get any sleep, but I did, but I didn't, you know? <laughs> so I've heard that before that like, that I've heard that other, like, like that the, the secret space program and stuff can kind of use our consciousness even, or maybe yeah. like entities can use our consciousness. Like uh, the consciousness isn't one dimensional. It's very multi-layered, right? I think that I personally think that more of us are in that super soldier, pro, super soldier, or actually in the, you know, different programs that we're in. Um, I think that more of us are involved in that than, than we even know. Okay. Because there's, I've, I just know that I feel that I've always got an intuitive hit on that. We just don't remember. And we don't know sometimes what we're doing those things in our dream time um, as well. Okay. They're not always bad things that we're doing. I'm saying like, we're, you know, on mission, even in our dream time um, that have to do with those programs, perhaps, or we're either we're directly or even indirectly linked with that that you might get an assignment that you're just grabbed at night, like, Hey, we need your help, you know, with this over here. And, you know, you're kind of enlisted just to help with that night. And maybe it's a confidential thing and you're not supposed to remember that. So sometimes you don't remember your dreams for a purpose after that experience is done or happened or mission is done. Then you might remember it after the fact. So I always say to people, when the people are struggling sometimes to remember a dream, there may be a reason why you're not supposed to remember it at the moment. I agree. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about was you examine people's DNA, right? Or, and, and I was going to say, how do you, how, or can you talk about what you do with the DNA? Yeah, it's not really examining the DNA, but what I do, um, it's like, uh, I do start, you know, starseed origins, um, like Indigo does starseed origins and she utilizes the, um, astrology to assist with, uh, with getting the, someone's starseed origins or whatnot. And I do it just a little differently where I'm tuning into, um, the DNA of the person. And, and really how I explain that is that it's like, because then you could say, well, if somebody goes into another incarnation, then they don't have that DNA anymore. But that's not true. Because when you're in a incarnate, incarnated state, anything that has DNA in it, okay, after you leave this physical body, this physical suit, that DNA matrix of information, right? It's information. It's not the DNA. I'm not talking about the DNA encoded, like your hair color, your eye color, your skin color. But I'm talking about the information that's in the data, in the DNA, that is where a lot of your soul origins are, you know, is stored in there, it's stored also elsewhere, but in your DNA. And then when you leave this form, this body, that information gets extracted back up into your soul. 
And then you go on to different incarnations and different incarnations, right? You keep going. That matrix of information is there. And so it's always there. And that's where I'm kind of reading someone's uh, DNA structure of their origins or starseed origins. It could be angelic, could be starseed or uh, elemental. Those are the three that I tune into and, uh, you know, can share. And then I also share what you're doing in that role, because part of my work is to help people with their purpose and, you know, mission and purpose. So I look at the different aspects of you and um, from that level, and then when I'm looking at the DNA, then it expands out, you know, maybe more into the Akasha or the Akasha records too. And then I'm seeing what you're doing in that aspect of, you know, where you're coming from. And then I look at what you're doing there. Okay. Because that information helps you to help to just also to decipher what you're supposed to be doing in this incarnation. <laughs> Believe it or not, they're all related. Um, I mean, we have many more aspects of ourselves than just like a few, but what I find is a few of these streams of what you're doing in these other aspects of you will eventually bleed through into this reality. And so you'll start to do one mission like that's kind of related to this. And then as you awaken, as you get expanded, you might start doing something else that's related to another aspect of you and on and on and on that goes. And that's how we are multidimensionally relating to all of it, because all of it is happening at the same time, but that's sometimes a little bit uh, hard to chew for a lot of us to realize that that's happening all at the same time, past, present, future, and all these different aspects of us and all these different dimensions and timelines that would literally blow your circuits. So we have to take bite-sized pieces of it until we're at that level where we can just, you know, have the all that is knowledge and know all of it all at once. So uh, what I was going to say was, do you believe in parallel realities then? Like I was yes. always thinking that like dreams could be a parallel reality because I've mentioned this before in past shows, like I'll have dreams where like I'm living a complete different life. Like yes. I'll, I'll be up raising a farm and raising animals on a farm yeah. and I have a whole family. And in, in this life, I don't have a family, but in the dream, I have a family and I know them and I love my kids. And like, mm -hmm. it seems also very real. You can smell the bread in the oven. It's all, so what it makes that reality not so yeah. much as real as this reality, like this, that reality could be more real than this reality. Exactly. And then how would you even know that this is the more real one? Maybe that's the more real one, you know, than this one is even. So I think we have like, you know, I'm going to talk about parallel. I have a, a dream experience that I want to share in the class about the parallel lives and all of that, because I think that was very important for us. And, and it can be confusing because how do you even know if it's in this reality or, you know, or if it's in the the secret space program you know life that you're having versus um maybe it's here on the planet and you're just like having another experience here on a parallel reality or if it's a parallel earth or somewhere else so um these are all things that i think are you know part of our our mission and part of our experience is to decipher some of this stuff you know to um, no. And a lot of it is your intuition has to be strong enough to, and, and heightened enough to be able to answer that question for even, you know, for each individual, 
for yourself, because truly nobody who's going to answer that for you, right? It's it's going to be in here. It's all in the information, that data inside of you. It's just that most of us kind of wake up and blow it off and go, well, that's interesting, but oh, well, and you don't really look at it closely enough or you don't track, you know, because if you have repeating dreams like that too, you know, do you have like that same family, you know, repeating dreams, or are you also, um, a lot of us are in, we used to call this the celebrity assistance program. <laughs> when we get enlisted to assist the celebrities, right? So we have these whole experiences with them too, um, versus vice versa. They're helping us, we're helping them. It's kind of a, a double thing. So when we have these sort of double lives, or if you have like a, you know, feeling like a doppelganger, you know, you like you got a doppelganger somewhere and it's, on a whole nother planet or it's here, but in a different parallel. And so you, we really have so much that we don't even know on this planet, like what we're doing, but that's why it's so important. I think for people to have, um, to really go in depth to your dreams and to really understand where you're going with them. It takes a while to track them to see, you know, repeating ones, to see themes that are re going to re be repeating. At some point, I'm going to come out with a dream journal that helps with all of that, because I think we don't really have that many great tools to help us with um, deciphering those things. And I think that's really important. That's, that's for a future project. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. What I was going to say was, um, can you give us like I don't want you to give away too many secrets, but like just a, an overall, because I know like this, the way this, I'm going to be in the, um, I'm, you know, I already signed up for the course, so I'll be. Yes, I'm so guys. excited. Yay. Um, so, um, but I know like Indy's teaching and you guys are going to have like three sections each, like, you know, yeah. uh, so can you explain how that's going to work out and like yeah. what you're going to teach? So we're going to have, it's four days and each of us are going to have a day to teach and to uh, have our activations. So little, it'll be in segments. So each day, like Indy will have the first day and she's going to be teaching three different sections, okay, of uh, topics. First two are, you know, kind of teaching. And then the third section is going to be where she'll do like an activation. Um, and then the second day will be Pink Bella's day. She's going to, again, have the three segments of um, blocks of, of uh, teaching. She's going to do a lot of stuff on uh, 12, seven chakras to 12 uh, chakra, multidimensional chakras and do her uh, activation at the end. And then I'm going to come on the third day and do the same thing, same structure, but different topics. And then um, the last day on the fourth day, we're going to come back together and do a Q&A uh, panel discussion or a question answer, that kind of thing. And so um, on my day though, I'm going to take uh, a couple of different themes where I'm talking about in the first one, I'm, I'm really going to be talking about awakening the starseed blueprint in the first section. And I'm going to talk a lot about um, the starseed objectives, uh, aligning with star missions. I'm going to talk about um, spiritual tests and some of these Jedi tests that we get. Uh, either dream time or waking state, we get those um, Jedi missions or Jedi tests. And then um, <clears throat> what else am I going to talk about? Oh, I'm going to talk about uh, how to disconnect from the, what I call the uh, obedience mind matrix, how to disconnect, why it's important for us to release ourselves from the matrix and how uh, to go about doing that. Why some of the reasons why we have to do that. 
I'm also going to share some of the things that a lot of people go through when they awaken and disconnecting from um, or having to disconnect from family and society and things that are, you know, very different. And so how do you do that? How do you, how do you go through that process? Um, so I'm going to talk a lot about that stuff. And then one of the, two of the things of dream time, I said, I was going to talk about a lot of the different types of dreams that we have and how to create your dream team and how to, uh, create that and also, uh, number sequences. So I'm going to talk a lot about the master number sequences that we see, and I've got all that stuff charted out. So that's going to be my first segment. And then the second segment, I am going to talk about light language and I'm going to share a lot about light language and all the different intricacies of light language and how to decode, uh, you know, things, deciphering things like symbols and glyphs and, and cosmic languages and all that stuff and help you guys to understand a little bit more about the light language dynamics. And then, um, and then in my third section is where I'm going to be doing my activation and I'm focusing on the DNA. Okay. On this one, but I'm going to be doing a, um, uh, taking you back to your silicate structure and repairing some of the DNA, um, within that. And also then moving into your ancestral clearing and miasma clearings. And then the third section of that will be an upgrade. It's like, I'm calling it the quantum bridge. Um, and that'll be an activation all, all on the DNA. So I'm going to be really focused on getting those DNA activated and also cleared out uh, some of the lower frequencies so that we can operate on those higher uh, dimensional frequencies. So that's kind of what the whole four days is going to be. It's like literally 20 hours of content that we're going to be bringing. And um, I, I would say for people, especially coming through the class is to at least take a day, maybe after the class is over to assimilate. Okay. Cause there's going to be a lot of information coming in and a lot, I mean, we're basically all doing, you know, it's like having a session with all, all of us. Right. So, and, and all at once, you know, in those three days, you're going to be getting a lot of clearing and activation, galactivation journeys, um, that kind of thing. And you're going to want to have some time to integrate it. So at least, you know, take some time for that. Um, really excited though, to, uh, be with this, these beautiful souls that we've come together in this collaboration. And it was just, it's like, you know, it's time, you know, for us to, to really understand who we are, where we're from and where we're going and how to get there. And so we, that's really what we want to bring, uh, to the table and to help people. And it's really at all levels. It's not just, I mean, there's people awakening or there's people that have been on the journey for a while and know a lot, but they just want to get different perspectives and new activations. So it's really for everybody. Yeah. Um, one of the last couple of things I wanted to talk about before we went off is, uh, um, I think we talked about everything. Um, oh, it was your Oracle cards. Like I, oh. I, I have readers on all the time that do, yeah. you know, like readings. And uh, how did you come up with your Oracle cards? I, I'd love to hear about that. Yes. These beautiful babies right here, <laughs> the shiny gold and silver. And oh, all, those are beautiful. they yeah. are gorgeous and they are so powerful, but yeah, th this is something I already had my second edition of my magical dimensions, Oracle decks out um, I it's been out, but now it's all in second, uh, second edition. So now we've got the second edition, which just came out as well as the front of the, the book. 
Um, and then we also have the Celestial Frequencies, which is my brand new Oracle. And this one is really awesome. It has all of the 12, I should say, there's 12 galactic images in there. And they're very powerful. So it's kind of a starseed deck. And um, that one has seven healing codes, seven healing shields in it as well. Um, but, uh, you know, my artwork, I think the, initially I always wanted to create it in a, in a, you know, a format that was an Oracle format. And so that's just the nature of it. But the um, blending them together is really powerful, but they're just upgraded, uh, upgraded because both of them, the second edition and now the first one is just completely upgraded. But these are powerful decks. They are, I've been getting tons of people comment, you know, commenting and saying back, this is the most powerful deck I've used. And, you know, I have them, they're not just Oracle cards. They can also be used for activators or healing activators. And what I mean by that is you can lay them out in your grid work. Okay. So people that do grid work, you can lay them out on, if you're doing it in an altar space too, you can lay them out in different put crystals and candles and activation of your grids. Those those people that do physical grids just on their altars and things of that nature. Um, but they have specific ones in there that can help to do that um, in both of those decks. And so they are used for that purpose as well as, you know, Oracle reading. So that's just a, a bonus um, that I like to allow people to use them as whatever they like to use them for. I mean, I had the first deck, I had some lady take out seven chakras of the deck and paste them underneath her, um, her massage table. And then she'd have people lay on top of it. So, you know, there's people that are using this for healing as well, all different kinds of, of different modalities that you can use this, these for. And they're, they're just really, really a unique, uh, set of, tools for people to use really mostly just to activate your own intuition to strengthen that intuitive muscle. So that's kind of my goal with creating this, but, um, but people are just expanding and using them for all different kinds of reasons. And I love that. I'm that's really excited about them. Yeah. yeah. They're really powerful. They're super accurate too. When you're using them for, you know, oracles, they're extremely accurate and hold a lot of energy and all the light language symbols and codes are in the new deck. So the celestial frequencies has all those different symbols and codes and light language. So it's even higher frequency than that. It's just fabulous. And I also like your swag a lot too. Your merch is really cool. Like I, I saw the, the tie-dye type shirts that you have. Oh yeah, that's my newest thing. That's my uh, frequency wear is what I'm calling it. And I, yeah, I've started out with about um, a few different designs, but um, and it's all organic, hundred percent organic cotton. And it's in a very environmentally friendly, uh, facility that does this. So there's a lot of good features and benefits to it, but that's, I chose them because of that. And, um, I know that's really important nowadays as much as you can do that, but they're really, really nice, um, quality and hundred percent organic certified and, uh, really fun t-shirts and hoodies and long sleeves at the moment is what we have. So uh, they're really fun and That's all of this is activating. So they're double-sided, you know, prints. And so it's like a either angelic or starseed or elemental. Um, and I have like the warrior of truth, warrior of light, warrior of love series. And so, oh, they're super fun. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I don't have any other questions. Um, get can you tell everybody? Well, thank you first of all for doing this. And can you tell everybody where to find you uh, if they want to book a, a service from you or you yeah. know, all that anything you want to promote? And thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you having me on here um, just to share about the class and about everything. So people can find me at lightstarcreations.com. That's my main website. And then I'll have information. I have a landing page about the class itself or the courses on there um, up on the top navigation under classes and then Starseed Expansion um, class. You can go check that out and the information. You can sign up for that as well. And, um, you know, all of my session work is on there, all of my artwork. So if you go to the shop all page, you'll be able to see like all of it in different categories. And then you can choose whether it's sessions um, or my artwork or custom art that I create, because I create a lot of custom art for people as well. And um, all that stuff is on there. The music, everything is on that section that you can check out and um and enjoy and you know i'm here to activate by light sound light language color music you know these are the the ways that i am here to help people to raise their frequency up and to uh, hold it up there ideally so but yeah thank you so much i really appreciate your time of having me on here i'm excited for you to be in the class too and uh, for anybody else that is going to be joining in, you definitely are not going to want to miss it. It's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. Um, so definitely go check that out. That's awesome. And thank you. And it was really nice meeting you. And I'll send you nice a link when I post it. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thanks. Have a good night.